For all the little boys and girls who look like me watching tonight, <laughs> this is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Never give up. Hi, this is Janice Min. I'll be host today of the Ankler Podcast, and I'm joined by Richard Rushfield, fresh from the Dolby Theater, and special guest, Bruce Valanche, longtime Oscar writer, who uh, both of them are here today to tell us their thoughts about the Oscars and what it means for the future of the show moving forward. Uh, but first, remember to follow us on the socials at The Ankler and subscribe to The Ankler at theankler.com. Hi, gentlemen. Hey there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning after. So are the are the numbers in yet? That's the first question. Well, I, I'm sure they're going to come in while we're on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that will determine everything. It, if people right. watch and didn't tune out, and you know that that will be what they're looking for. Did you have a prediction, Bruce? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it'll be higher because there were popular movies, because Avatar and and Black Panther and Everyone Everywhere. And uh, a couple of other things. And whenever there are popular movies, there's more interest in the show. And I think that the uh, how they were going to handle the slap uh, had brought a, brought a curiosity factor to the game. So uh, uh, I would imagine it would be higher than 16.6. I don't know if it'll get as high as 20. That would be fabulous. I would say not as high as 20. But we could all be proven wrong shortly. Um, and uh, our producer, maybe he'll break in if he sees the the, <laughs> the ratings come through. But wait, let's let's just let's just start at uh, like an overview, though. Like I were in a funny position this morning because it wasn't a disaster. And we've been used to for years now waking up the next day and everyone talking about the various debacles and how boring it was. So Richard, yep. this puts you in an awkward position. <laughs> my, my, my pre-written uh, another train wreck uh, piece was uh, I had to throw away and, and come up with fresh material here. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very, uh, it's very odd. What, uh, what, yeah, it, it just feels very strange for uh, Oscar to go through the night without any of the major disasters and and not just not just the night but in in the uh months leading up to it we're used to hosts backing out and and you know them not being able to find a host and 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 all the fights about everything and the the andrea riceborough fight was the only real Mm -hmm. uh controversy really up to it which was pretty arcane and uh never got to the to the level of true culture war battle no, now it's just, you know, the old Oscar show. <laughs> I thought it was a great show. I thought it, it hit all the notes it had to hit. And there were there were all the, you know, predicted moments of the, the usual moments of, where, of heartbreak and stuff that they, people keep saying, oh, why can't the Academy write in things like uh, singing happy birthday to the Irish kid? <laughs> because, <laughs> because you can't. Because, first of all, they have to win. And then once they win, they have the podium and they can do whatever they want to do. And so, you know, the show gets judged on stuff like that, which is, I suppose, the way it should be, because that's what people are watching. Personally, I'm basking in the glow of Owen Gleiberman, 
who said that Jimmy Kimmel's monologue could have been written by a chatbot, Bruce Valanche. <laughs> I'm very, I'm flattered. I thought that was how I thought Hugh Grant's scrotum was a highlight. <laughs> and I thought uh, uh, Tam wearing my wedding gown, where she found it, I don't know, and blocking the view of everybody behind her was another great <laughs> Now, did, I don't think it's worth canceling her over. <laughs> I mean, there's such outrage on keyboard warfare today about, oh, people are behind her, couldn't see. I just think, just for those who aren't familiar, explain what the explain the dress. There was a dress. There was a she was wearing what you look like a huge white uh, jellyfish. And it had a gigantic kind of hood thing that blocked the view of everybody who was sitting behind her. Like a satellite. Like a sound like a wedding gown, you know, and this is not that far off Erica Badu back in the day, who used to wear we said with the laundry basket. I mean, she had was it was a tribal headdress, sort of one of those things that, that everybody wears in Black Panther and the Woman King. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of those headdresses. And uh, that was her signature. And she was on the show that year. She was singing one of the nominated songs. And uh, she was uh, planked in the audience. And unfortunately, she was not blocking the view of the, det- of the director's wife from the camera. I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess Glenn Weiss's wife did get a shot in there because it's traditional. <laughs> the director always cuts to his the director, wife. Is that true? <laughs> That's kind of one of the little Oscar, Oscar Easter eggs. <laughs> That's for, for, were you uh, disappointed at the lack of shtick uh, and, and 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 canned bits and? Uh, no, I, I, I was disappointed at all because it, they're they're so unpredictable. I mean, I thought that Malala was was brilliant. I thought that what he did was very funny. The joke of here we have this serious person and we're going to ask a, an audience question, and audience questions are always the most imbecilic. That was a great <laughs> joke. Unfortunately, nobody told her, and I don't think she's somebody who's used to playing along with the joke. Yeah. I don't think that's in her CV. So, but she came up with the most brilliant response. You know, it was totally on brand. I talk about which was which was I talk about peace. You know, because uh-huh. it was about did Chris Rod did, did Chris Pratt spit on Harry Styles, and you could see by her look, she had no idea who he was talking about. She's obviously <laughs> not part of the Harry Styles fan base, and. Uh, uh, but she answered it brilliantly, and even he acknowledged that. He said that was that was fabulous. We're in Malala land now, so it was very clever of him to come up with that. Um, so I, uh, I thought they were, you know, I thought the the bits. I love Julia Louis Dreyfus's bit. I thought that was terrific. Uh, I thought Elizabeth Banks' promo for her movie was, was hysterical. That they actually went. I, the, the donkey and the bear was like. For me, it was like an inside joke to the days when we always had animals on the show. Gil Cage loved animals. We had, <laughs> we had Bart the Bear. We had, we, had a, we had a million. We had a, a dinosaur. I mean, he loved all that stuff. So was I thought any, that was kind of like... Sorry? Any great animal mishaps you recall from those? Uh, well, uh, Bart the Bear would not give Mike Myers the envelope. He would not. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and so they had to give him another envelope that had the winner. Of course, it was... It was for in the sound category, and of course, it got a harsh reprimand from the sound branch the next day. Our <laughs> <laughs> category being the butt of fun every year. Don't mess with their envelope. Uh. Exactly right. Don't mess with our envelope. Well, Richard, you were there. You were in the Dolby, I and I, you know, I think you wrote this morning in your column that people were 
in a good mood and you could see it on the faces of the people the in the audience, audience from television. The audience was lit. They were on fire from the moment Jimmy came out. Right. I was, I was very, frankly, very surprised. Yeah, they were, like they were pretty good amazing. mood. Even the groaners yeah. were fun groaners. Yeah, the fun groaners. You know, the, the Robert Blake joke. I mean, they it was like they were participating in a in a crowd action. <laughs> well, yeah. Did, it, could it, you feel that, Richard? Yeah. And it just it just felt like let's let's just enjoy an Oscar show and let's let's not let's not make this a show about some big issue and a show or a show mourning the covid shutdown or there the, the, this isn't going to be the somber and regretful and apologetic oscar show let's just let's just have fun with an oscar show you you, de- you definitely felt that uh there last night and well so bruce and he, you, you could feel the product like so it was live producers who did this for once yeah, they're, they're television producers and they do the tony awards and the kennedy center honors and they know their way around this so they weren't movie producers trying to reinvent the wheel. Well, well, you know, Bruce, in production, what what does that mean exactly? Like, what kind of skill do you bring when you're a live television producer versus, you know, the one who's doing an Oscar winning movie from way back? Well, uh, I think it's um, <laughs> you're used to working in this medium and you're and you don't have uh, you don't have uh, grandiose ideas of what you can do. You know exactly what you can what you can get away with. And uh, again, uh, they weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. They knew the, the job, the task uh, before them, and they and they they, they did it. I mean, it's kind of like saying, uh, uh, I don't know, make a, make a, make a tennis coach into a football coach, right? You know, it's two different styles. Producing a movie and producing a live television event are two different things. To break down the actual skill sets, uh, it's a little diminishing because when you're in the thing, you know what you you know what they are, but. Um, so the, the the one thing that, that, that this is not missing, football. That's I mean the best I can do. Right. One, so one thing that was missing that it seems like the the, the movie producers of late have used is uh, there weren't there weren't a hundred uh, filmed film segments that they that that they were showing all night. Oh, that's right. They didn't. They, were, they didn't have cutback. They did some very smart things. They the show still came in at the usual length, but they combined the acting categories. So they saved a little time there because they didn't have another presenter and uh, they just had two people up there doing supporting actor and actress at once. Well, they, they, they also saved the awkwardness of uh, not having to deal with who would who would stand in for Will Smith to give the best well, actress you know, award. That, that, I, don't, I don't think that was real awkwardness. That happens all the time. I mean, where somebody can't make it. I mean, it's a tradition that the, the opposite sex winner comes back to present the, the next year next year's winner but uh it, it's happened many times where they haven't they haven't had that so not, it wasn't just i mean it never happened because somebody was will smith <laughs> and behaved badly it's happened because they died like Heath Ledger, or it's happened because they just were they were shooting something you know somewhere in the world and they couldn't get the day off you know which is very much the movie business, right? What What are the other tweaks that 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 they that they did? That been, uh, you know? They didn't have people introducing clips from the movies, which was uh, uh, a, a Gill's idea way back to get more stars on the show. Uh, I think that they they probably made the decision that there aren't that many stars that you want. I mean, because everybody sees everybody all the time now. 
know, and you don't want to start bringing Kardashians and Tic Tac stars on because <laughs> that will already that will lower the level of the proceedings. So um, uh, they eliminated that, and that eliminated. You know, when you add all those minutes up, you 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 shave some time off. And of course, it helped them put all the categories back in that were taken out last year that they could actually do and have have some fun with, which they did have fun with. Do you remember that weird year where they had all the they had like people stand up on the stage like that, that was Gil responding to uh, people saying it takes too much time to give out these uh, the craft awards for want of a better expression that nobody at home really cares about. Right. So, yes. Yeah, right. so you were saving the, the waiting while they run up the aisle, you know, the right. sound years. And of course, once again, the sound branch complains. <laughs> sound branch <laughs> loves to complain. Because they, Those sound people. <laughs> So, they want to be so heard, haha. <laughs> One thing that uh, that that was that that did feel a little missing though was there weren't a lot or uh, or, or or really any of the sort of permanent A list giant stars. That there, there there are a lot of the the sort of A list of the moment, but you didn't have Tom Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks there. Yeah, what's have- up with that? Why did they like? Uh, you have to ask them. I mean, uh, Tom, I think, is, is back in Britain uh, shooting or something. And, well, uh, I'm guessing if he'd had a Best Actor nomination, he would have come. Maybe, and maybe Hank's the same. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. But, uh, you know, always with these things, I mean, they want all of those people, uh, but uh, they don't necessarily get them. It, it makes me laugh, but the first show I wrote was, of course, the Notorious Alan Carr show, where they didn't want any of them. They didn't want any Hollywood legends. They wanted young, young, young. That's uh. all. They <laughs> young it up, young it up. And uh, so it was. It was an arm twist to get like Snow White. You know, some of the biggest stars in the in in show business history on the show. And of course, a couple of them were the ones who actually wrote the letter afterwards, complaining uh, that that the, uh, the the show had been diminished. <laughs> they were pissed off because they were not. They, they, he wanted them, and the academy wouldn't let them, and the network. It was um, collusion. Wait, let's go to the top, though, for a second. I want to, I want to hear your thoughts about Jimmy Kimmel's monologue, uh, and maybe we'll put a clip in right here to listen to, to a few highlights from it. I, I also want to say that I am happy to see that Nicole Kidman has finally been released from that abandoned AMC. <laughs> where she has been held captive for almost two full years now. It's good to have you back, Nicole. And thank you for encouraging people who were already at the movie theater to go to the movie theater. (laughs) This is, I think, a great piece of Oscar trivia. 31 years ago in 1992, Brendan Fraser and Kiwi Kwan were in a movie together. Remember which movie it was? Encino Man. Two actors from Encino Man are nominated for Oscars. Okay. I, I thought it was great. I thought he hit he hit all the right notes. I mean, he included everybody in the room, which is the idea that they're all there for that reason. And you have to remind the audience why they're there, that this is not uh, a stand-up special. And this is not the, uh, the People's Choice Awards, the SAG Awards. This is the industry saluting its own. These are filmmakers giving awards to filmmakers. These are not critics. These are not uh, wine stewards and valet parkers pretending they're journalists for German newspapers while they get their real estate licenses. This is none of that. 
this is this is real filmmakers uh, giving awards. And I thought that he made that conclusive. He he alluded a couple of times very carefully, but but funnily to the incident last year. He even scolded them, you know. Right. That was, I thought that was very funny. Did last year. You know, like we're all in on this, right? Right. Uh, I thought I thought it was it was pretty great. I mean, and just uh, the just the right tweaks for like um, James Cameron not showing up or and, Tom. And Tom for that. I mean, that's a great line. The yeah, two the L, you're L- Ron, to get back to the theater. Elron uh, Hubba Hubba, right? Oh yeah, right. And, and, well, that was fine. Elron Hubba Hubba, a little a little side. I thought it was brilliant that he wrote Nicole in with that AMC commercial. Anybody who's been to a theater knows how annoying that is. And it's it's over, and uh, I thought it was pretty funny, and she took it well. And it, it it's also an interesting note because it only people who go to the movies would get that joke. Right, right, right. Well, Richard, so what that, did you make of this whole like? There was a constant theme in the in the show of go to the theater, go to the theater. Yes. Well, I, I thought it was interesting because first of all, the uh, the best uh, animated and best. Uh, and best uh, doc- documentary or best foreign film uh, were not shown in theater. We're both Netflix films that were not in the theaters. So uh, the, except for go to theater, except for those two. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, the, the last um, few years because of Netflix, the Academy has been very ambivalent about the question of whether uh, film going is a theatrical experience. And the Academy had its own viewing site that they were, pushing its mem- the members towards so there was a um and of course Ted Sarandos the uh the the head of Netflix is the head, is is the uh, chairman of the museum foundation what what is the board there so they 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 tiptoed they really stayed away from the idea that um of, of promoting the idea of, of film going as a theatrical experience uh, in the last few years, and in their rules, they they watered them down to make sure that to to make it so that it's really not the not the case anymore. Uh, and then last night they were out saying, uh, "Go see movies in the theaters," and this is a theatrical theatrical moment. Uh, and uh, uh, it was interesting to see the because now you can. The last few years you couldn't. People were afraid, True. so they were True. dealing with that. I mean, I always found it ironic that a couple of years ago. Nomadland, one best picture. Nobody I saw watched Nomadland. I mean, a friend of mine produced it, so apologies to Peter. But um, nobody watched any of those movies, and they were all more available than they'd ever been. You didn't have you had to walk to the couch to see any of the nominated (laughs) movies, and nobody took that walk. Amazing. Um, I would, I would just, I had a hope that they, because I know they, they filmed a sequel to Nicole Kidman's AMC ad, and I, I had hoped that they would debut it on the show last night. That's that was uh, disappointed. So that, they, that spot went to Little Mermaid. Yeah, that 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 was the the low point of the the show. Was that actually part of the show, or was that a spot? I, I, was, I was distracted. So they were on stage there. Uh, okay, well, they they okay, sort of did a stage was, introduction to the. To that the was really a, a Disney ABC because that uh, years ago the Academy wouldn't let you buy buy movie time. Uh, to, to they, that's time. right. Yeah, so I think somewhere around when Disney acquired ABC, that changed quietly. Uh, um, 
and the uh, and Harrison Ford was the big featured uh, uh, presenter at the end, who of course has a uh, has a Disney film coming exactly. up, sure. coming up shortly. So, and um, it was nice they got that Kite Kwan uh, reunion moment uh, at the end when he right. won because he didn't thank Spielberg in his speech, which I thought he was going to do. Uh, but I guess maybe he wanted to put that behind him. And then, of course, when Harrison walked up, it was a perfect television moment. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think Jimmy Kimmel now, does he now join uh, Bob Hope and Johnny Carson and Billy Crystal as sort of the, the well, stalwart? Well, look at the numbers, won't we? Bruce, so, so you saw you saw Bob Iger and Willow Bay sitting in that audience. And, um, and what do you think, you know, Based on you know, how would you imagine the thinking, the thought process is going in their minds about um, the price tag the show costs them, and is it going to, is it worth it to them? You know, after the after the license deal expires, I think is it twenty eight or twenty six, Richard? One of those. Um, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, well, I think it's twenty eight, but yeah. I mean, uh, again, I, mean, I hate to keep harping on this, but it really is about the numbers. Yeah, in television. So, I mean, they could sit there. I mean, Willow Bay might be sitting there thinking about how she's going to decorate the kitchen on the yacht. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Who knows what, what anybody's thinking? But I doubt that uh, until he has numbers in front of him, he's going to start thinking about. Uh, right. About- then you can put your finger up in the air and say, I agree. Right. I'm going that way. <laughs> so, um, OK. So, Bruce, another thing that Richard pointed out in his column today is there was a real lack of political conversation. There was a lack of sort of the, you know, what Richard calls the scolding finger wagging from the stage about Mm -hmm. uh, what Hollywood has done wrong, uh, what America is doing wrong. Um, What do you think shifted? Was do you think that was deliberate? I think first first of all, the the awards are so inclusive in the nominations alone. Uh, The sentiment was about I can't believe we're here. This is real. This is wonderful. This is, we're in the right direction. I don't think anybody was in the mood to scold anybody. And I think partially that's because uh, the Trump era has ended. I mean, it may, it may revive itself with another politician. But I think the whole idea of, of uh, there's nobody, you know, you're not going to make fun of anybody politically at the moment. It's not worth it. So uh, maybe in an election year it might be, but it wasn't worth, it's not worth it now, especially when there's so many positive things happening. You know, so many, so many minority groups are being represented. It's such an internationalist show uh, that, uh, that uh, it, it, there didn't seem to be any reason, any reason to do it. Although, and, and people who did make political points made them, intelligently i mean i loved when the daniel said uh thanked his parents for letting him dress up and drag which hurts nobody right that was fantastic terrific you know uh things like that i mean i thought all of jimmy's political comments were carefully couched so that they were just observations not uh um condemnations exactly thank you right um and well something else i thought was really nice was that all the winners were like had a genuine sort of surprise and shock and tremble about them that I think in, in previous years, you know, you feel you're never quite sure. I, I think with I absolutely agree. I, I mean, I think that with some of them, especially the, the everyone everywhere people yeah. and Brendan Fraser, uh, the idea, not just that, uh, that, that 
they won, but they are actually in the center of this global event. Yes. I mean, what they never imagined they ever would be. I mean, right. when he was, I know Brendan, when he was doing George of the Jungle, the last thing he thought was that he'd be getting an Oscar for, as best actor for anything ever. And right. Jamie, I think, had written off that whole idea uh, as part of her life. I mean, she watched her parents lose and she, I don't, and was doing, as she says, genre pictures and was never considered that kind of an actress. Yep. And of course, Katie Kwan was, was uh, I mean, from another, you know, was a, a, a kid who grew into thing and then it all went away and he kind of clawed his way back. So the idea that they were actually there and that it, it had actually happened. And for right. the Daniels and, uh, you know, uh, for a bunch of other people, I think they were all sort of stunned. <laughs> like, uh, well, they, I thought that they all did something that the Academy should be grateful for, which is they held up their Oscars and made and pronounced this the highest achievement, right? That this was uh-huh. like, a, like they, they, it was like they could have only dreamt of such a moment and that right. it was that, that they wanted other people to dream, which was another constant theme. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no one holds up their golden globe and with that same you know trembling in the same way yeah right exactly exactly it's a big deal it's a really big deal and it's oscar's favorite it's it's the oscar voters favorite narrative isn't it that that they they overlooked me they underestimated me they 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 forgot me and now i'm back and here i am and all you Exactly. You all see how wonderful I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brendan Fraser seemed truly shaken, like <laughs> truly shaken. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it, it was had a real emotional roller coaster. Right. And, you know, and so this is a, I mean, a, a moment of high anxiety for anybody. Right. So, you know, when you've well, been stuff he's been through, it's for sure, magnified, magnified. Right. Well, so Richard, when everything everywhere just kept winning and winning and winning, was the mood, could you feel a little air going out of the balloon in, you know, for other people there? Yeah, the, the, there, there was a mo there's a moment in the middle where people uh, started saying, oh, maybe all quiet's going to win. Maybe they were, they won a few, a, a few, they won the, uh, and the Fablemans just sat there twirling their thumb. Yeah, the, the Fablemans oh, never Spielberg. had its moment. Banshee's never had its moment. Right. Um, yeah. Poor John Williams. It's uh, it, to to nominate a ninety three year old and then and then not not give him the prize uh, seems seems crueler than uh, not than not nominating him. Uh, I I guess uh, uh, who won for that was that uh, the Indian it, uh, all, all Quiet on the Western. Oh, the, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Played those 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 three. Notes, know, I have, uh, I'm 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 sure that there are certain Academy voters on the upper end of the age scale who thought what you were thinking. <laughs> they, I don't that, think any of the other ones. It occurred to them. First of all, John Williams is is like the Rock of Gibraltar. He's always there. The idea yeah. that he's 93 is or, is astonishing. Yeah. But I don't think that that idea. I don't think that idea is put out there a whole lot. Least of all by him. Because he wants to keep working. <laughs> yeah, he looks great, by the way. Yeah, I he mean, looks terrific. Yeah. Um, he may have and, had Nicole's uh, squad do a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he'll, he'll, they're there, he, you know. They're all backstage with you know, powder pulp ready. 
Well, what is it? I go catch a plane. I'm sorry to do this to you, but I uh, I got to go catch a plane. Well, thank you back? so much. For, thank you so much for joining us again, Bruce. Uh, Can you fill the time? Do you have somebody on deck? <laughs> no, we're done. We're you done. Gonna, um, are you um, going to show clips like, you know, in case Lady Gaga didn't sing? They, they yeah. <laughs> um, wait, but Bruce, before you go, prediction, is this the turning point for the Oscars? Again, numeros. <laughs> I think for the numeros. And then we will we will get. I'll say this. I mean, it was like the old show, the old show business is back. Uh, it wasn't, uh, it was, it, everything was out there and people were, were joyous and having a good time. Uh, it played great in the house, uh, I'm sure. And, uh, we'll see how, how the, the, the world responds. I mean, in, in our bubble, it's a huge deal in the world's bubble. It's, it's uh, an interesting thing that happens every year. And I'm always amazed that people have to be reminded. And I went on nextdoor.com, you know, which is a, uh, of a course thing. And I had posted a thing on Friday saying tomorrow and Sunday, F-18 fighter jacks will be doing uh, about a flyover on our neighborhood because it's part of the Oscar. It's either part of the show or it's a security thing. And, uh, um, and of course, today I'm looking and there are all these, what the hell was that? Bombers just flew over my house. It's, is there an earthquake? What's going on? So, so even at Hollywood and Highland, yeah. <laughs> it's not that big a deal for some people. Uh, on that note, I fly. Okay, go fly. <laughs> Safe travels, Bruce. We'll see Thank you this so time much, next Bruce. year again. Uh, my pleasure. Take care. I um, started in this business 30 years ago, and things, they didn't come easily to me, but there, there was a facility that I didn't, uh, I didn't appreciate at the time until it stopped. And I just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement, because it couldn't be done without my cast. It's, it's been like... It's been like I've been on a diving expedition on the bottom of the ocean and the air on the line to the surface is on a launch being watched over by some people in my life, like my sons Holden and Leland and Griffin. I love you, Griffy. My manager, Joanne Colonna, Jennifer Plant, and my best first mate, Jeannie. Thank you again, each one and all.